Hey, uh, so before we get started today, we should let it be known that we're going to talk about a lot of heavy stuff, uh, including suicide ideation, uh, depression, and anxiety, and PTSD. We're going to give you some info at the back of the episode, but just know, if you need someone to talk to, first option is to find somebody in your community uh, that you know and care for you, uh, uh, that you can reach out to. But if that person doesn't exist for you, please reach out to me, Tyler, or Matt. And we'll, again, we'll give you contact information at the end of the episode for that. And just to let you know, we're, we're speaking to you from the future, so we already know what we've talked about. Yeah. That stuff comes up. It doesn't get like gruesome or detailed. No, but no, we no. just want you to know before you get into it that this is a little heavier than what we usually do in a good way. Yes. Uh, and we're really appreciative uh, for the way the conversation went. I think this is my new favorite episode. Yeah. In your face, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Jay. Hey, Biff. Oh. Wait, huh? Oh, wait. Uh, oh, that. no, he's leaving. <laughs> oh, you did it. The one thing. I was like, can we talk about Biff from Back to the Future? Or will he leave right away? That was your... That was your... That was it. That was the... That was the he he, so he signed a contract, and the one thing that he said that he could, we couldn't do is don't bring up Biff. You gotta show me these contracts before. Okay, anyway, so we're talking specifically about our guest today. Who is? Uh, Matt Fricker. Matt hey! Fricker. <laughs> What's your Enneagram? Oh, I have no idea. Okay, I'll say about four. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your Hogwarts house? I don't. <laughs> I'm the what? wrong kind of nerd for this. <laughs> I, I am in fact a nerd, but I'm the wrong kind what's, of nerd. What's your? Uh, do you know your Myers Briggs? Uh, no, it's probably an E, and then <laughs> I'm sure. Right, 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 right. Look at this. Yeah. Like, let's just do this. What's your favorite color? I mean, just yeah. Uh, Kelly green. Okay. Oh, Eagles. very specific. Oh. 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 So wait, what what kind of nerd are you? Give us that. It's probably sports. 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 And uh, I, I like uh, 19th century English literature. Really? And that's actually not a joke. Oh man, if who's you your favorite about, 19th uh, century well, English? Somerset Fugrist. Mom. Somerset Mom. Razor's Edge is amazing. Razor's is that, Edge is amazing. Razor's Edge is uh, also, uh, his famous book is uh, of human bondage. Is his hum- is his fa- his famous one. Huh. There's a movie with that that Bill Murray made. Yeah, you're right. He did Ghostbusters if they would finance Razor's Edge. Actually, it's been huh. made like five different times. Yeah, and so. it didn't make any money, and he then didn't make another movie for. Well, because five it's years like after. about like uh, somebody seeking out God from yeah. like a bourgeois society, and so like. How do you make that film of somebody just seeing yeah. God? Yeah, it's and a guy boring. who is a soldier. Huh. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, at one yeah. point. Yeah. yeah, and all the good uh, theologians uh, from that era, from World War One era. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those theologians were were guys in, in the trenches. Yeah, yeah. or they wrote uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> one and the same. We welcome all nerds here. <laughs> okay, I have a question for both of you. Is a hot dog a sandwich? And then show your work. No. Okay. <laughs> Do you think a hot dog is a sandwich? Fricker? Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Are you saying that because Jay said that? <laughs> you you really looked that up and you're like, no, <laughs> yes, that's correct. I, I've had the benefit of having this conversation with my youth group. Yeah, it's time. a very youth group conversation or like two youth leaders in an office yeah. who don't want to get work done. So, yes. Yeah. Well, I, I have both of <laughs> yep. those. Yeah. Uh, so a sandwich, as I understand it, is a any item between two pieces of bread. Yeah. So you know right. what that sounds like? Hmm. A hot dog. No, because the hot dog. <laughs> here's here's where I'm going to go with hot dog. And this I've I've really I've drawn diagrams. I, I think I have a pushback to this right away. So tell me what you're going to say. I think the hot dog is the American taco. Okay, so it's not a sandwich because it's one continuous. There's bread on three fourths. So is a meatball sub a sandwich? No. What? No. 
No, it's in the same category as hot dog. All right, uh, this is the last episode of this podcast. <laughs> so nothing that Subway provides is a sandwich. Well, I think we would all agree with it to that <laughs> one way or another. But no, I think I think a sub is a different category. It's, it's not a sandwich. No, you know what it's sandwich. called? It's called a, it's super sandwich. <laughs> I no. like the way you think. I'm so glad we brought you in here. Uh, also, we realize there's not enough middle-aged white guys on this podcast. Yeah, let's so get we some more in there. Yeah. For that one. Here I am. Let's get the hot dog talk. Uh, so, so we, I feel like I'm needed. Do you guys play uh, poker online or? Yeah, we can. So you don't think a, a, it's called a submarine sandwich? I know what it's called. Yeah, and you don't think so. You don't think anything as long as the two pieces of hey, bread are connected. Ghost, it's not the, a sandwich. Ghost, the most recent Ghostbusters was called a critical success. And <laughs> was it? No, I don't think <laughs> it was called a critical see, success. So there we are. Oh my! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, Fricker brings this energy into the room that I, without yeah. even saying anything. Can I, can I just tell you? I, I'm weirded out because Here, why don't you get up on this? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I you know should you, have told you, me that. Join us. Times you don't have to hit join it, but us. you do need to get closer to it. I always wondered, listening to your podcast, what it looks like in a room. This is it. And it's like, uh, you picture just like a, like a room, I guess, but it's like, you know, like bright red walls and six Scarface posters. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and I, know, I didn't see that coming. I yeah. know that we told you to feel comfortable, but you can leave your pants on. <laughs> is there ever going back to that well? <laughs> it's always uh, the, the best joke, the, the visual, non-visual visual jokes. Yeah. Um, so I would, I mean, I, I'm not sure that I really have a, a strong opinion about it one way or another, but I, I would say... A hot dog is a sandwich. Oh, definitely, I think a submarine, a meatball sub, is 100% a sandwich. I mean, again, 100%. I, I think it comes down to how you so define it. So if I took, so I mean, it, down that meatball sub, so let's go to like a cold cut combo. Yeah. The Happy Gilmore classic cold yeah. cut combo. Yeah. If I, so you would say that that is not a sandwich. It's the bread cut into two distinct it pieces. It is not. The no. So, it, so all, if I then ripped it. Into two. Does it suddenly now do, have I suddenly transformed yes. this thing into a sandwich? Yes. Oh my goodness. The transubstantiation <laughs> the sub into a oh sandwich. Oh man. Uh so Fricker, I'm why? going to get eaten alive yeah. on Twitter. Oh, for this. I hope so. Yeah. That, that but I stand by it. I have hundred percent. That is by really it. that is you are a fundamentalist with sandwiches. Yeah. Well no, my thing is as as it okay, is so, so wait, so here's this. Yeah. Is an ice cream sandwich a sandwich? Yes. Well, are we calling? <laughs> no. If the, are you doing the chocolate chip cookies? No. Well, either no. way, it doesn't matter. The the little chocolate wafery stuff. The on top, chocolate. That's not bread. bread. The chocolate bread. Is it bread? No, it's like graham cracker. Yeah. So no, that's not a sandwich. And, and yeah. so people should know your authority. I, I have it on good authority. What what is the earliest you've ordered a pizza? Uh, yeah. Uh, hat, to, hat, hat tip to Jimmy Dykstra. So if you put a piece of if, if you put I've a piece, pizza of pizza, for breakfast. If you put a slice of Order pizza it. in between two pieces of bread, is that a pizza sandwich? E- yes. Yeah. By the strict definition, you're and that's, a slave. You gotta, you're slave to the definition. You got to go back to the definition and something you? like this. Yeah, I think it's the intent. Nah, no, no. If we're uh, gonna say sandwich is any any food item between two pieces of bread, so there's your, your son, there's your key word. If one of your sons tries to make you a sandwich and they do it on a on a hot dog bun, that's a lovely say, taco. Thank you for making this for me, son. <laughs> but this, I need you to know, you yeah. have not you have not made me a sandwich. You have no. failed. Yeah. Here's yeah, the sandwich, I'm gonna Daddy. prepare him I for life. I will eat this, but this is not a sandwich. No, no. Oh man, it's called educating, educating your kids. Educating. That's it. It's what. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm Jay. And I'm. T- <laughs> wait, wait, Fricker. Do you have any? <laughs> no, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
I think. No, please don't bring me into there this. Was a, and I haven't can can you article. give me a good take from this? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like you've had this conversation before. Yeah, I, I, I know we had not. Uh, I have. Yeah. Um, many, many times. It's a. It's one of those things that's out there, though. Yeah. Like, there's. I, I wish I had read it. I meant to read it ahead of time. There, there's an article somewhere where they'll talk about, like, it's a socioeconomic thing hmm. as to whether or not you consider a hot dog a sandwich. And I think it's, and I don't, I'm very curious as to what that is. I yeah. just saw the headline and thought, I need to read that later. And never did. So. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think I'm too snooty to. to yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's not that you won't eat it. No, but, no. Yeah. I want to be very clear. I'll eat everything we've been talking about so far. Yeah. I'm down with oh, the meatball yeah. sub. I'm down with the taco. I'm down with the hot dog. I'm down with the hamburger. I'm down with the cold cut trio. And the pizza sandwich? And the pizza, sure. Yeah. I mean, I'll try anything once. So if but- you took two slices of pizza <laughs> and put them like cheese face to face. in, yeah. is that a sandwich? Yeah. I'm tired of these bourgeois takes on hot dogs from Jason Fryer. <laughs> Jason, Jason Cake Eater Fryer. Hey, listen, listen. If the definition is any food item between two pieces of bread. I do like that it's a taco, but it's but it's not a corn tortilla. No. So That's why I said it's the, American, it's the American, taco. American taco. So it's a it's bread American taco? taco. Yeah, it's a bread taco. Do you realize that they started doing that? Well, I guess they started in America. They took... Because they were selling mm-hmm. frankfurters at the ballpark, yeah. and they needed a way to hold it. Yeah. So it was like an edible napkin. Yeah. Effectively. Yeah. Doesn't <sighs> sound like a sandwich to me. It just totally sounds like a sandwich to me. <laughs> it sounds like uh, I could eat it right now. Yeah. Anyway. I am a little hungry. All right. Well, I'm Tyler. I'm Jay. I'm Matt. <laughs> and this is <laughs> Roughing the Pastor. Way more delighted than he oh, yeah. is. After I think that. he yeah. did not realize what he jumped into until this. The uh, if you've ever uh, seen the deer in the headlights look on someone's face, yeah. imagine that and then amplify it, and that's the look that Fricker had on his face when I asked him if a hot dog was a sandwich. <laughs> well, and, and even more, seeing your <laughs> jumping on it, you oh, were yeah. I was you there. were in on it. I was there. Yeah. So uh, it is uh, again. If we're doing this right, this this one's being released right on. The 11th of November. Yes. So happy 11th of November, everybody. Yeah, I've been 40 it. for a week, so Dang. that's exciting. How's that feel? Uh, Whoa. Feels about the same as 39. Yeah. Only a couple weeks later. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so that's exciting. Uh, but also today is a little thing. Many of you probably are not at school if you're in high school mm-hmm. or if you have graduated from school, you're certainly not at school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because this is a federal holiday. I believe yes. Yeah, so there's no mm. mail today. No mail. Uh, and it is called Veterans Day hey. for most folks. But I'd like to push back on that a little bit. Uh-oh. And I'm going to push back only because I want to go back to the initial. So, What's uh, that music oh, rolling me, around in the me. background? Sorry, there's someone that needs to come in. Uh, hello, this is Historian Tyler. I'm going to give you a little bit of history about Veterans Day. Initially, it was a thing called Armistice Day. And Armistice Day was connected to World War One. Uh, World the War One, which at the time wars. they did not call it World War One, they just called it the Great War. Yeah, the first annual. Yeah, the first annual. 
That's a that's the Presbyterian <laughs> way to call something. First annual strawberry festival. Uh, no, it was just called uh, the Great War, um, because and not great because it was fantastic, like a fabulous war. It went really well. But great well. because it was very big. It was a world war, but they didn't frame it that way yet. And the whole idea was that this war is so big, um, and we will fight this war, as Jason said. They they thought it to be the war, the war that would end all war. And so that they thought, once we have fought this thing, now we have accomplished what war does and yep. we're done with it and so the end of this war will be the this is the last war anyone will ever fight how'd it go um there have been uh approximately 50 wars since then so i think <laughs> that they have not it didn't work uh but the whole idea at the end of the 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 idea of armistice armistice me- just means like it stop fighting mm-hmm. um and it's it's not even a, a peace treaty it's just kind of a, an end like there's an armistice in um uh, Korea right now, so that's that is like a ceasefire. Yeah, um, where Korea is still at war. North and South Korea are technically still in war, but they are just not violent. But they're constantly ready to fight. Yeah, um, the name that parallel forty fifth. You're good. I'm there. Not in your face, historian Tyler. Well, I, so, but just quickly, the, so they when they ended the war, they signed the treaty on November 11th, mm-hmm. uh, and so it was the 11th day of the 11th month at the 11th hour. They were going to sign this thing, and they re- they said to all the countries, basically Germany, I don't think was real big in this because they were the last one standing. World War Two is World War One is a, is a mess. Yeah, and we don't World War. The biggest thing that came out of World War One was World War Two, <laughs> not in the sense that you needed a number one before you get to number two, but they ended it poorly and they blamed everything on Germany, and Germany wasn't too fond about that. And then they spent the next twenty years being Seething. mad and then building up an army. So, so it was like World, Ace Ventura. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say it was the Star Wars prequels. It was the Star Wars prequels. Uh, But the whole premise of it, and there were people who were real earnest about this, saying that we can can celebrate this notion that we won't ever fight a war again, that we we are civilized enough. It's back in a time when they still thought we could learn ourselves out of this, that Mm -hmm. we as people have been... We are better at humanity enough that we can... There will still be skirmishes, but we never need to fight war again because we realize it's futile. And it's not. I mean, they they didn't learn that. But so that became then celebrated as Armistice Day. And Armistice Day was this day of celebrating peace, celebrating an idea that we as humans can live in a world where we do not have to fight wars. Yeah. That did not work. Nope. Um, Not so much. And to the point that they we even stopped celebrating Armistice Day and they have changed it now to there are several other countries that still celebrate it. But in America, it has changed to Veterans Day. And Veterans Day is one of the three holidays, especially, that we have for the armed forces. Yeah. There is Memorial Day, which is, if we're getting technical, Memorial Day is specifically for people who have died in yeah. combat. Right. Yeah. Uh, there is Armed Forces Day for people who are currently serving in a branch of the military. Right. And yeah. there is Veterans Day for people who did not die in combat, but, but had c- served. So they could yeah. be now dead, but like died out, like died like in 1985 and they had fought in world war one. Right. Uh, but the, uh, so any veteran of any war is celebrated in it, veterans. Is it, is it just veterans of war or is it just veterans? Like you went and you served in like Arizona for three years and got out. I don't know. I don't either. I think it's a veteran of the armed forces. Probably. I think yeah. it's probably a pro- applied pretty liberally. Did All anybody- three of those become celebration of the active armed forces. Like the way that they get lived out is that on Memorial day, we honor those that are currently serving in the military, even though that's not what that day is for. Right. Not that we should say, hey, 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 don't say thank you to a soldier right now. That's not what this day is about. Like, that would be a dumb thing to do. Right. Well, and I think the conversely, like, I don't know anything about this. It'll be the first time I say that. 
of of many this podcast but like mm. i feel like if somebody signs up to be a part of the military and just doesn't get called up to war that person's still a veteran to me right oh, like they, they served you've yeah. put your life on the line just because we didn't ask it of you doesn't make it that sacrifice any less yeah well um, and also i think that it, and and i would say and we could we'll unpack this a little more the the role of a soldier to me is not just to put your life on the line well sure yeah it's to serve yeah and you serve in whatever capacity that is. It may be that you serve in Okinawa um, in 1942. It also may mean that you serve in Okinawa in 1978. When it's <laughs> Slightly when it, yeah, different. When it's a very different thing. Or yeah. you serve at Fort Bragg. Yeah. Like as the janitor. Yeah. But you still serve. You're serving. Like, it's just, like everybody who works at a school is important. Yep. The lunch lady at the school doesn't teach, but you need the lunch lady there. And so uh, when we honor teachers, we should honor all the people who were involved in our kids education so i'm a big fan of honoring anyone who has served but we honor them not because they put their life on the line i think that's a big thing but that's part of the job yeah uh but we honor them for having been willing to do it at all yeah. and some of them it costs a lot just like when we honor fire firefighters you don't just honor those that died yeah you right. honor those that lived as well yeah, yeah. um so uh, in doing all this, we were actually, we wanted to talk about peace mm-hmm. effectively. And so this is going to be the theology of armistice. Uh, and I was, we were trying to think of um, folks that we know who are real active in peace. And one of the people that we know uh, who uh, is really active and even like putting, um, uh, what's the word? Um, peace. Peace. <laughs> Dude, just give peace a chance. Uh, no, but you're putting together That's like an is. overture about how we should like be more peaceful like as the church and stuff like that like your thing with Iraq that's, that's uh, a way to minimize it yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um, about removing depleted uranium in Iraq well, I wasn't but yeah I think what you said was nice too but your <laughs> yes in general I was like here's someone who's actually actively working yeah. towards doing something positive for peace not just saying like hey we need to give peace right. a chance but what can we Whoa. do about it well, let's put sure. let's put our stuff <laughs> Where, no, that is that is says. absolutely it yeah. for me. It's uh, very it's, easy to be a pacifist on paper. Yeah, it's very hard to actively try to stop war and yeah. stop people from being hurt. And I and realizing like, oh, our friend Matt Fricker is actively involved in that stuff and has an interesting story as to how he got there. And he teased it a little bit, but Matt Fricker, uh, what he when we talk about Veterans Day. We're he's, talking about Matt Fricker. He's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of them. He's <laughs> one of them. So, Matt, tell us about your, what, what, how are you a veteran? Uh, let's see. I joined, uh, I dropped out of community college after uh, high school and I uh, didn't know what was going on. So, uh, I went to the recruiter and I joined the mil- uh, the army and this was uh, 99. Yeah. So, uh, I'm not a guy who like saw uh, 9-11 and was like, I, I want to fight for my country. Mm-hmm. I was just a guy who's like. I don't have any options and all my friends went to college. So yeah, I did like boot camp, and then I was stationed in South Korea hmm. in a, a little rice village called Wagwan. Uh, and I By what out, parallel? It, it was, it was close to the 45th, but yep. it, it's Checks starting to get out. towards the 46th. Checks out. <laughs> oh my Checks goodness. Out. Uh, but yeah, you go up there and you see the tanks pointing against tanks. Uh, and it, it's kind of like a really chilling kind of place to be. Hmm. What was that like serving in a place where they're ready for war, but there's not really anything. Uh, the assumption, I guess, uh, from us was just like uh, they're not going to do it if we're there. Hmm. So if you start, uh, you start seeing no parallels. pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, th- I think there's around like ten thousand so- soldiers, sailors, airmen 
in Korea at yeah. any given time. It's actually a, a US. decent yeah, US. US. Yeah. So it's actually a decent size. And then if you're in Korea, you have to serve two years hmm. if you're a male. So what what is it like there? I mean, what do you do? Like on a, on a day, like if you're not in war, like what do you yeah. do? You like, like when you're in Korea in a place that could go to war today, but it probably won't because it hasn't for the last 50 years. So you kind of have that understanding. Like like you said, as long as we're here, they're not going to fight. You're like a teacher with two like sixth graders who really want to go at it. <laughs> yeah. Like as soon as I turn yeah. my head, they're going to fight. But if I just stand here, they won't do it in front of me. Yeah. And I, I mean, and I was like 19. So, it, but I, I mean, so what do you guys do? Like what? Did, so you like, you wake up today? and you like run, you wake up at like six and you like run like five miles and then you come back and you shower and you eat and then like you do whatever your job is. Hmm. Yeah. What was your job? I was uh satellite communications. Really? So, yeah. so you like hooked up the dish network. <laughs> this is before the dish network. <laughs> Component one learning. isn't showing up again. Yeah. Can you? So it's all, yeah. it's all is, it be, is it blinking? Direct TV. At Unplug that point. it. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't come very far. <laughs> so, so you're there in '99 yeah. um, or thereabouts, you know, boot camp, yeah. whatever. I was actually there in two thousand. So I was there like September 11th was. Uh, it was actually 11 o'clock at night for us though because there's oh, a 14 yeah. hour oh, yeah, time yeah, difference. Yeah. So it was kind of wild. It was just like, and you were in Korea when that happened. Yeah, and then yeah. they were, like the guy across the hall was like check us out and then a second plane and then uh like our sergeant came up and just like hey we're all bleeped yeah 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 uh because you can move troops from like places like korea where you don't have a lot of like media coverage and you can move them directly into places where yeah. you don't even know you're at war yet but there's soldiers there fighting yeah hmm. so 11 o'clock at night or something like that yeah two planes fly in and your yeah. you, your commanding officers know something's up something's coming sure. what what happened sure. between then was it like an immediate Redeployment? Did you kind of hang out in Korea for a little while while they sorted it out, or like what was the what was the turnaround for you? So yeah, it was it was basically uh, we start getting our stuff ready to use like layman's terms, game planning things yeah. like that. That happens way above my level. You know, I had just gotten in, and it was basically you know training how to do a desert war, training how to do a war in a city, yeah, huh. uh, identifying who's an enemy, who's not an enemy, uh, those kind of things. So what was the, so you had been there two years at that point? No, just the, so it was training and stuff. And then I was over there for like, it was like 10 months or something. Okay. It's a year, it's a year thing. So 10 so, months of yeah. feeling like I am here, but probably nothing's going to happen to suddenly oh, now, boy. oh, something really is going to happen. We're going to have to go do real stuff. Like, did you have a, when you were yeah, there oh, yeah, in Korea, yeah. did you feel like, yeah, probably nothing's going to happen Not, here? No, when I joined, it was like, nothing's yeah, going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to kind of go in for a couple of years. And then and suddenly and stuff is office. really going to happen. It got, re- yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing had happened for a while. Yeah. So what was that night for you? Like when the, your commanding officer woke you up and said, Hey guys, we're really going to do stuff now. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, it didn't really hit me probably. Cause I, I don't know. It didn't hit me cause I was like 19. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, until we were like in the sandbox. Yeah. And then it was like, uh, what does that mean? <laughs> in the sandbox? <laughs> like you're in the desert. And okay. It, uh, like you're, you know, you, you station, you, you fly all this stuff into like, uh, Kuwait in the port. And then you drive, it takes maybe take two days to get up to the, to the border. And then you're like, okay, t- like now, like it's going to get real. Yeah. And, uh, so like that, like from now on, it's going to get real. And so you have to, uh, you have to like figure some things out. And so like one of the things that I struggled with, even when I got back was like, I had made it okay in my head that I was going to die. Like I made peace mm-hmm. with death. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of veterans do this. And then, uh, so how do you deal with the rest of your life when you've made when peace you with it? You're yeah. going to die. Wow. And then I figured like, if I die over there, people will think I was like a good person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's like some honor in dying in that way. Yeah. Uh, and then I didn't. And then you have to figure other stuff out. 
Hmm. It's not easy. Wow. So how long were you, you were, so you went from right from Korea to Iraq? Yeah, to, yeah. Okay. How long were you in Iraq? Uh, that one was only like uh, three months. So it was just kind of, we were in and then we got out and I came back to Arizona and then we got, then we sent over a whole thing and uh, that was uh, 18 months. So you got sent back to Iraq? Yeah. How, what? I don't know. I mean, that, that yeah. just every, yeah. I don't know how to process any of that. Yeah. Um, Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what was, and this is all in the midst of, uh, did you know Iraq was where you were going? Cause it seemed like if I, I mean, I'm remembering being a college kid and finding out about this stuff, finding out, Hey, all these people, uh, these terrorists got together cause they don't like America and they did this thing and they're from this thing called the Taliban. And I don't know where that's from, but boy, we should get them. And then hearing, oh, like nine of them are from Saudi Arabia. So that's probably where we're going to go. And then hearing, no, we're going to go to Afghanistan. Yeah. Oh, no, we're going to go to Iraq. And thinking, we were just there 10 years ago. It didn't. That's not where I thought we were going to get. Like, I got yeah. a scene that's going a couple other places for like, did you, were you guys thinking, did you think you were going anywhere else or they just said right away, Iraq? No, they said they said Iraq. We're gonna, yeah. you know, that's where we're headed. Yeah, is this like, are you are you any? Are, how aware are you at the time of the uh, debates over like weapons of mass destruction and stuff that's going on over here? Nah, I mean, yeah, you're no, just you there. You're, you're just, just yeah, right, exactly. Like, yeah. you're trained to listen to what the person above you says. And they just say we're going here, and you're like, okay. And and the, there's good reasons for that. Yeah. yeah oh, absolutely. Because yeah. you absolutely. can't like when like bullets are flying, you yeah. can't be like, are you sure know. you want to go over there? Yeah. Uh, like Tyler, I don't know if this is a good idea here? anymore. Yeah. Tyler may be the worst soldier that ever existed. Oh, I would be a terrible soldier. <laughs> so bad. I would really be a terrible soldier. <laughs> no, every that's level. That's not true. Uh, they, they find a way to condition you, and 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 it, it sounds bad. It's like brainwashing, yeah. I, I guess, or it could be, but it's it's the. We have to fight together. So you're fighting for the person next to you. And all of this was under the guise of uh, liberating the people of Iraq. Yeah. yeah. Some uh, guys were in charge. They were bad guys. I'm not saying that's a reason to go to war. Maybe it yeah. is. Uh, I don't like to live in a theoretical, but like a good theoretical, you know, like you see a little kid get beat up by adult. Yeah. Should you jump in? Hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like if, the, if this, this guy's over there raping and murdering. And, uh, you know, he was like throwing fake flour on top of the Kurds in the north. Yeah. And pretending it was chemical weapons. And then he actually did do it. Yeah. Like they have a statue that looks like nonsense in, uh, in Kurdistan. And when the sun hits it, it projects uh, like a family, like a father with his hands around the mother mm. and babies. And it's it's to show the future that they never had, that oh, never man. came to be. Oh, man. Um, and so, like, at what point should we, you know. I'd love to just be a pacifist. That's where I really want to be. Yeah. I'm so close. Yeah. <laughs> Get me there, Tyler. So, 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 but, but you weren't there in 99 yet. Like, because no. you're, you're still, you're on board. And so, or you're on board because that's your job. Yeah. yeah. Your job is to listen, to go where you're told and to do what you're doing and you're doing it. Yeah. Um, what, so, and you, you were there for three months. You come back, you go back for 18 months. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's then, rough. then what happens? Yeah. When you get back, they stick in the middle of nowhere, right? And so they put us somewhere in Oklahoma. Uh, and, and then every day they wake you up and they basically like give you a class telling you not to kill yourself. This is after the 18 month. Yeah. Yeah. They bring you back. They basically go like, hey, guys, like, just don't kill yourself. Yeah. Like, you don't want to do that. And this is all. And you guys are all almost like ready to be discharged. You just want to go. You just want to go home. Yeah. But, the, I mean, but the, that's at the end of this. Like, you're all soldiers who are like you're done with your. 
tour, yeah. they're going to let you yeah. loose. Well, You're going to be a little while, For a little yeah. while. Now, well, yeah, some people are getting out. Some people yeah. go back to your duty station. But all of them 30, get 60 days off. Okay. Yeah, then they sit you down and don't kill yourself. Don't. And then what you do is you go out with all your friends and like you go drinking. Yeah. Because uh, you have like 12 grand. Uh, yeah. It was like what I think I made in 18 months. There. It's, like, <laughs> oh, it's like ridiculous. Uh, maybe it was a little more, but like you, fit, you feel like you're rich because yeah. you're like 20 yeah. and you're like, I have like yeah 12 grand and <laughs> yeah. no living expenses yeah. yeah yeah and so you're just like uh, and you're still and you get unemployment you know so yeah. it's like you're just like you go out you drank and stuff and then you, uh, you miss this adrenaline rush that you always had over there you know you were just so tuned up all the time and yeah. now it's like nothing and so for two weeks they tell you don't kill yourself they tell you hey if you're having nightmares or something uh go in that line yeah um, we look over and there's like five people and we're like what are you guys doing here they're like oh we got here like a month ago oh, uh man if you tell them you have a nightmare like you have to sit here and they go through this whole process. And so we were like, well, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Yeah, don't tell yeah. me you had nightmares. Yeah. Uh, and so we, none of us did that. And then, uh, they did, kind you, of have, just, did you have nightmares? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, don't, I, I mean, you don't have to unpack yeah, it, but like, no, no. Uh, so, uh, I didn't have nightmares, but what I, I, I started having, uh, was panic attacks. Yeah. So like over there, I wasn't scared cause I thought I was going to die and yeah. I was okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I was driving like up towards green tree Hill uh, and I started going like 12 miles an hour. Mm. And so people are like flying past me. And then I started crying like mm. uncontrollably. So I just pulled off to the side of the road and I cried for like an hour. Oh, man. Mm. And then it stopped. And I was like, that was weird. And yeah. then I like drove to a bar or something. Like it was yeah. just like, a, uh, I don't without, I don't know what that was. Yeah. And yeah. Then, so I went to the VA and it was like, can you talk to somebody? And they're like, oh, we can get you an appointment in like uh, eight months. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not a therapist. Jeez. <laughs> oh, but uh, I don't think that's going to work. And they're yeah. like, yeah, there's, uh, I don't know what to tell you. And oh, so uh, that was that. On on the note of you 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 served bravely in Iraq for 18 months and, and got $12,000 and went to the Cash VA. money. And the, <laughs> you went to the VA and they, the next available appointment was eight months away. The next time someone shouts, support our troops at me. Yeah. That's there, an that's aside. That's the way you do it. And, yeah. so, and, and so in some ways, like, you know, we talk about like honoring the troops. Like we, we used that language yeah. earlier. Yeah. And like. Uh, I don't feel honored. Uh, I don't want honored, but I don't feel like supported. Hmm. Like, I think people are like, we appreciate what you did, but yeah. the hospitals suck. Yeah. And uh, nobody really gives a, a, a crap after like 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. of you being back. Yeah. Uh, and the longer the war was, uh, you know, I used to like sit at the airport and I'd get like these drink chips like up to here. Yeah. Uh, you can't see me, but it's high. I'm holding my hand up high. <laughs> uh, and then after that, people kind of just looked at you like, yeah. okay, we, you know, I bought a guy for a drink in a uniform like nine years ago. What do you want from me now? Yeah, yeah. And so like it's in some ways it's all just like almost like a fake honor bravado thing. I don't know that we have to, uh, you know, like I want my friends that died over there to be honored. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I think about. How, how, what's the, what would be the best way to honor? I don't like know. both the, those that died and. Maybe that, or if not honored, like to treat them. What's I was gonna say? You made think, a distinction yeah. between honoring and supporting, and yeah. I think that's yeah. really important. Like, because you honor someone just by saying thanks and yeah. you're great and respect this man, yeah. stand for them, sit for them, like that. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, uh, I, 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 I think the hard thing is we feel like we're doing something by saying thank you. Yeah. Um, but I got extremely bitter um, because. They would say thank you, but then like the hospital care sucks. Yeah, and I couldn't find a job. Yeah, and I wanted a job, but it would pay me like ten dollars an hour, and like I was like, you know, I I, I just got really really bitter. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it took a long time. To, I think one of my favorite questions I used to ask people was like, "What is your TED talk?" So like mm. basically like, "What are you an expert at?" Yeah, 
So we're we're now at uh, uh, TEDx, yes, uh, Pittsburgh, yes. Uh, our our speaker. I don't for know this. why I went to NPR voice. <laughs> I know you yeah. did. <laughs> we're like, like saucy, yeah. Hair. It's like, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, Jay is with Sans beard, and it's making everyone uncomfortable. I know me, me, most of everybody. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, so uh, we're here for the TED Talk with uh, our, <laughs> our our guest, uh, the Reverend uh, Matt Fricker. Reverend. Yeah. Tell us, uh, give us, give us your, give us your, uh, your start to finish, like a five or five or so minute. Touch no, I, I don't even like, it's, it's just, uh, my mind would literally be an, uh, on bitterness yeah. because mm-hmm. I know how that can manifest in you and I know how it can eat you up inside and it almost destroyed me. Uh, and it doesn't have to be, uh, like PTSD from war. Yeah. Uh, there's all these, uh, ancillary things that, that roll down from that. Um, and it can happen within yourself. I, I mean, I was in such a dark place that I got, uh, I, I have the word peace tattooed on my wrist and my right hand. In uh, Hebrew, yeah. Yep. Because I've had friends kill themselves uh, because they had PTSD. I've had friends uh, from war. I've had uh, my brother-in-law kill himself uh, just uh, because he was suffering depression. Hmm. And so, like, I was in a place really close to that. And I have a, a theory that I think is probably wrong, but I think everybody thinks about killing themselves at one point or another. Some people might get to a nine. Some people only get to a three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really close to a 10 Ooh. and, uh, you know, I, I just need that. I, I always want to have that reminder that, uh, because it's not just it, the word shalom. It's not just peace. It's contentness and what God made you. Yeah. And the understanding, uh, where contentness comes from. Hmm. And did you, uh, if this is not true, I'll just take it out. Uh, <laughs> you also, you got it on your right hand. Yeah. Cause that's your right handed, right? Correct. And <laughs> that, uh, but that would be the yeah. hand. Yeah. That, that would hold the gun. gun yeah. Sure. Yeah. So to hold a gun, you would have to see. Luckily, now I'm so liberal that I hate guns. <laughs> oh, you liberals when you're guns. Yeah, you and your. So, what, but I mean, back to your TED talk. It's on bitterness. How did you get from being a nine, being near a ten, to being a, a guy who is? I mean, that doesn't seem to rule your life anymore. Yeah, it, do, it definitely and doesn't. You, and you're a minister like that. <laughs> well, that's I was gonna say you. Well, I mean, we're all ministers. I couldn't get a job, so I became a minister like that. I, you and I. That was gonna be. They pay slightly better than ten dollars an hour. Pay, only pay, slightly. Though. Yeah, we get thirteen thousand dollars a year. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Think of all the natty light you can buy with that. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> you and I actually we share an ordination day. Mm. I couldn't come to your ordination because I was too busy getting ordained myself Selfish. so like yeah right sorry <laughs> and i couldn't come to yours because i was d- doing your ordeal you had praying. a pick yeah you yeah, had a I pick did. yeah i made him wear a robe for mine says yeah. and uh, he was my cpm team and came to yours though that's yeah. true that's true <laughs> I, I i got you through the hard stuff i did my duty with you so but, thank but, you for your service <laughs> yeah, yeah. but so you, you come home from this war matt you're putting a drink in my hand what is this <laughs> You come home from this war, you've got all kinds of bitterness, you've got mm-hmm. classes on how not to kill yourself, you've got friends and family that are that are struggling with suicide. How do you get from that to minister of word and sacrament? Like, what's the path? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I've ever even sought, sat and thought, like, how I ended up where I ended up. So, well, how do you go from when you were at the, when you were almost a 10 on the scale? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what brought you out of that place? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I true. love how embarrassed three pastors get to talk about Jesus. <laughs> like, Wait, am I allowed to talk about God on well, this You can't thing? say that. You can't say that. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but I guess it has to do with Jesus. In our last episode, I was just apologizing that I think that when you die, there's something else. <laughs> it's like, it's a, I mean, uh, I don't want to be a bummer, but I yeah. do think we yeah. go somewhere when we die. 
Uh, no, I was I was actually just mimicking like a three year old. Yeah, giving an answer. Yeah, and a, no, I'm with you. I, I, yeah, like God uh, has uh, little by little removed the pain uh, in my head and in my hmm. heart. Uh, has made me a less better per- bitter person has, and a more better person. <laughs> has wow. gi- uh, has given me gifts. I, I like the gift he gave me is I used to be like a really angry guy. I think mm. that came with the PTSD and stuff. But mm. I was kind of like an angry kid anyway. Uh, and now, like, uh, he just gave me this gift of love. Like, I can just love anybody, even if they're, like, really, like, a mean to me or a jerk to me. Mm. Uh, I can just, like, love them anyway. Like, doesn't, I'm just like, well, they must have, like, something going on in their life. Uh, there was a lot of really, really dark years. Yeah. Okay. And so <clears throat> I struggle with between talking about, like, do you want to get, like, real into it so people can actually connect with your story? Uh, or do you want to get really into it and people are, like, scared by your story? Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of things that like, you know, like like the people will be like, you know, I don't want to see my pastor drink. And I'm like, OK, I, you definitely don't want to hear any parts like yeah, yeah. <laughs> the drinkings that like <laughs> that don't do. Then there's like a whole bunch more that, uh, uh, you know, it, that I'm ashamed of, that I'm embarrassed by. Well, and I think that the the uh, I mean, to a degree, we all have different scales of what these things are. Yeah. But everyone has things that they're ashamed of. As you said, everyone probably has a point in their life where they're on that scale. Uh, the suicide scale whether they think of it as suicide or they just think like boy the world would be a whole lot easier if I wasn't here and they they haven't put I mean maybe sure. that's a two on that list but everyone has had that thought of like I am the problem in this scenario yeah. and if I'm going to make this problem better me not being here would be that's the way to make things better and no that's not the case right. it, except for if you're playing pickup basketball and you're the worst on the court <laughs> That's the only situation where it's like, I think this game would be better if I'm not playing in it. (laughs) Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you should leave the world. Right. You definitely, yeah. So it's like a self-worth thing, right? And Mm -hmm. so like the problem with self-worth is you join the military and you actually become good at something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Even if it's a really bad thing. Yeah. Uh, Then you come back and your people really appreciate what you do, but you can't get a job. Yeah. And uh, your friends don't really get you. And so you hang out with the guys you were over there with if they live nearby because uh, people don't just kind of get what you're going through. Yeah. Uh, and then they don't know how to talk to you or deal with you. Uh, and it just becomes really isolating. And that, like, like once again, you don't need to be a soldier for that to happen. Like, yeah. right. uh, And I think that's uh, when uh, we talk about Veterans Day, which can be like, hey, I can get Applebee's and get a free hamburger. <laughs> yep. uh, but if she challenges me of whether it was an army or not, I'm going to flip out on her. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I have a real ID now that has it on there. So. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> says, it says, Matt Fricker, please give him a hamburger yeah. at, at Applebee's. Good for good for one yeah. Applebee's one. hamburger. <laughs> but like, uh, like so like there's this like weird dichotomy of like uh, people feel like they're honoring you, um, but they don't really get what you really uh, went through or who yeah. you've become mm-hmm. because of those experiences. And Do like, you even get it? No, not even close. Yeah. To like... Uh, and that's not like you, Matt Fricker. That's like any soldier. I, I, I have such limited experience with it. That's most people, right? Yeah. And yeah. so like you have to look at a soldier and because you, you don't know their background and go, what must they be going through at 40 if they had to take the, the life of another man at 20? Yeah. And, and if they had to decide of, at, yeah. at age 20, I'm okay dying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, so, so, yeah, like they had to take somebody's life. They had to like remove something that God made that was holy yeah. from this world. Yeah. Uh, like I, how do you come back from that? So was it, were there people in your lives in, in your life that came in? To, I mean, like I'm still trying to figure out the, and I think you're still trying to figure it out too. How that moving from that, yeah. that, the, the bottom 
to where you are, like kind of coming out of that. Where was it? You looked in the mirror one day and were like, "I need to start pulling myself out." Or were there other people that kind of yeah I mean, did get you? No, or? I would never let that happen. Yeah, I mean, I wish I would have, but yeah. I would never let that happen. Oh. I would would have to be uh, eventually, you know, as 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 it got better, as I got further removed. My wife, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I haven't spoken with her about this stuff, uh, and you were you were you weren't married when you went in, were you? No, yeah, no. And so, like, you come back and you sabotage every relationship you have, yeah, uh, because nobody's gonna get you, yeah, and you're just a wreck, you know, you're drinking, drugs, yeah. all these things, like you're just a mess, yeah. And so you sabotage anything good near you, yeah. So, so then, but how? But you ended up okay, like, I still, <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're trying to figure out what caused yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, okay. well, it, well, Just because what you're describing uh, is, to me, one of the things that I, I... I've seen enough movies to know that that's a thing. Like, I always feel bad about that we do this to soldiers. That we, we ask... And it's always... It's often the people who have flunked out of something. Like, who have run out of options. Like, it's... Most yeah. of the people in the military are lower income or they can't... Uh, like, it. it is a class system like it's a, it's a crap. right right yeah the, the officers Enlisted. all oh, yeah. have Obviously. degrees and stuff yeah I and mean. so to th- that it is we use them up and then we don't support them and that and but don't we say we do but we say we do we right. honor them but we don't support them right, right. and we put right. them up on a pedestal but then when they ask for help we say well you you you're strong you can do it on your own and now you want a handout and that's not what we're about like right. have some integrity and that that is gross <laughs> um and and yet you have your story, I mean, it's still going, but it's a success. And so, like, yeah. I think that that I part of what I'm asking is, what can we do hmm. better? Not just as 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 a church, but as people. Like, yeah. what? Because I know, like, on some level, you don't want to talk about it. On some level, you need to talk about it. Yeah. And on a on a fully level, the people like, if you haven't been in it, you're never really gonna understand it. Yeah, so, like, I, I don't want to talk about it uh, until I'm see one of my friends that I was with over there with and yeah. then we joke about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Uh, I don't want like for me as a veteran, like I don't need uh, honor. Like a lot of people need honor teachers yeah. and, and, and all these pe- all these different uh, professions. Yeah. Uh, but I want my friends that died uh, fighting to be honored. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I don't want their legacy. They, like, their kids are grown now. So how can they be on, like, what's the best way to honor someone who gave their life in service? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like, can we care for their kids? Yeah. Like, can we, like, yeah. it should be college funds for children of veterans or something like, and I, I mean, maybe that's the complicated thing about this whole system is that there is no good way. Well, I, I wonder if there's, that. Yeah. I wonder if there's a universal way. Cause like what honors you is probably not the same thing that honors the family of your friends that, that sure. gave their lives over there. Right. So like, yeah. Part of this, and you're right, it is tricky because some people don't want to share the story, but part of it is actually caring about the story. Mm-hmm. I think that's step one, mm-hmm. right? Like to, to to actually say, you know, when you're ready to tell me, that's a good story that I want to hear, um, that I want to be a part of and I want to share in. Um, versus, and that, that feels deeper to me than here you can ride the Zamboni at the Penguin game because it's Veterans Night, right? Like 
Although that is pretty cool. I mean, I yeah, right. you should, you you should get on yeah, that. If you if haven't done it, you should. <laughs> There's probably a little bit more you can milk out of this. It does I mean, say it on your ID. I mean, I'm a veteran. I should at least let me drive it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would think so. Yeah. Let me do whatever I want. Can I just like run around and have you chase me on the ice while using a bony? <laughs> it's like the purge on Veterans Day. <laughs> <laughs> Veterans Day, veterans do whatever they want. <laughs> I want two hamburgers at Applebee's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole thing, everyone goes, I get <gasps> bacon on it? Yeah. What? Yeah, so so everybody's experience is different. Um, everybody's pain is different. There's people who went over there don't don't experience. I, I if I had to guess, I think everybody has at least like acute PTSD that may hmm. fade after. Ed would be a better person to speak to this, but it's not veterans. It's it's, it's like uh, kids that grew up in households that have trauma from physical violence yeah. from parents. Yeah, it's like, well, how do we help them? Uh, we get the, well, the, the idea. Yeah, we care we get, about we them. Get parents yeah. to stop doing that. Yeah, like how do we heal soldiers from war? We don't send them to war. Yeah, hmm. that is always, so that and that brings us back to the armistice is that, as you said, and I very clearly will admit that it's super easy to be a pacifist when you've never had to go to war. And <laughs> well, when, even and, more than that, let me tag on to that. It's easy to be a pacifist when someone else will go to war for you. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I am very comfortable and privileged in my nice cushy t- seat. Uh, uh, that kind of thing. It's real intellectual and bougie and like ivory yeah. tower kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm a pacifist. But to and so for me, the reason why I like to lean into Armistice Day on the 11th instead of Veterans Day is not in any way as a disgrace. And this is how I process it in my own hand, not to belittle veterans. Yeah. But I think the best way we honor veterans is to honor the notion that we can be a peaceful people, yeah. that that I would like to honor veterans by making that job not exist, like making that the, that there would be no veterans because we don't need soldiers. And yeah, we just now, need it. Is that a ridiculous notion? Sure. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't try. So right. so, we, so, can I ask you then? Sure. Uh, do, you, do you think that you should ever go to war? Well, and that's the big question. Like, is, so just war is kind of the yeah, concept. Yeah, the just war, yeah. right. So yeah. we have this concept in Christianity that uh, dates back to, they, they attribute it to Augustine. Augustine. Uh, but it's it's this idea that there is, and Augustine is even one who said like war is a bad thing. He, he said if you were a soldier, you couldn't be a soldier and be a Christian. Which is like that's one of the things they don't really talk about. I guess in saying tell right? that to the centurion. I know, I know. But, and he said that basically, not that you couldn't have Christ, but that if you truly wanted to be a practicing Christian, like you had to quit being a soldier. So he wouldn't baptize people if your job and police officer, like right. if your job required you to potentially kill somebody or harm somebody. And then we're, you, and we're you, saying killing and murdering. Yeah. Uh, same deal. Yeah. Oh, like, just kill. Okay, yeah. Right. It's taking kill some, in, taking a life. in defense, taking right. a life okay. in okay. any sense. Right. So if that was your job. He said, in order to be baptized to become part of the church, you have to quit that job. Yeah. And he, and, but not saying that, that, like, that the world doesn't need soldiers, but that you can't actively be a Christian <laughs> right. and actively be required to potentially kill somebody. Now, that's not the hard line necessarily we're taking. And, and your question then is a good one. And even Augustine dealt with this is like, is there such a thing as a just war? Right. Meaning, is there a thing where war is actually the, it's never a good option, but it's the best bad option? Yeah. It's the least of all the evils. And if, I mean, it, it gets to the fundamental question, which I think in terms of superheroes, this is sort of take a left turn, but it'll bring us back. Of the two of us, I thought that would get us there. Yeah. 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 So I think, and even, I'm even going to go right to your, to your man, Superman. Yeah. Veteran. I always would say, he's a vet and served, <laughs> yeah. served with honor yeah. in the world. Truth, justice, world War II. the American way. Oh, he sold so many mail bonds. Yeah. Uh, or, or U.S. bonds, not, mm-hmm. na- not mail, mail bonds. bonds. Um, yeah. There were some female bonds in there as well. Yes. That's, that's yeah. important. Uh, so... <laughs> 
But Superman, I think if Superman were real, mm-hmm. and this gets to Watchmen, the comic book deals with yes. this, with Dr. Manhattan. Uh, but th- if Superman were real, he would get to the point of like, is it, and this is kind of the, the weird existential or uh, hypothetical that if you could travel back in time and kill baby Hitler, yeah, would you do it? And you're murdering a baby. I guess you could go back in time and just kill 20 year old Hitler. You have and to kill him? Yeah. Couldn't you just like redirect them? Yeah, you could just break his thumbs. <laughs> so no, 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 you can come into art school. It's cut okay. Buy his artwork. Yeah, cut it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so if you, and that's the question. And, and so uh, if Superman were real, and he's constantly having to save people. Yeah. You would get to the point where, I mean, the logical step is that if I kill this one guy, it actually will save the lives of these ten people. Yeah. And then if I kill this guy, it'll save the lives of these hundred people. If All I right. kill this guy, it'll save these lives of thousand people. And then it's a slippery slope of like, what is just? And so, within the history of the world, the, I think the most just war that history judges is World War Two. Yeah, that the Nazis had to be stopped, sure. and it was conven- I don't at the time it wasn't as obvious. Right. They didn't know about the concentration camps fully until the right. war was over. Right. And so even then, like if you take the concentration camp, you take the Holocaust out of World War II, it's a little it's a little less clear that this is as terrible as we think it is. Right. Now I'm not yeah. being an apologist for the Nazis. It's, but it is like it, it, it yeah. is important to remember that we did not know everything we knew when we went in there. Yeah. Uh, now in hindsight, absolutely. It was good that that stopped and it was good that they went in there. Um, and in, I think the hard thing about a just war is that you can only really see it in hindsight yeah, because right. definitely what you fought in was advertised as a just war. Like you're like, as you said, this guy's a bad guy who's done bad things. We need to stop it. Do you think it was an unjust war? Uh, I think it was an unnecessary war. Yeah. yeah. But was it an unjust war? I don't know that I, because just because you did accomplish, uh, what you, yeah. What, what you did that guy need to be stopped? Yes. Did, was that the most effective way to do it? I don't think so. Did yeah. it save lives? Yes, but could it have saved more had we done it differently? Well, I think yeah. I think this too is where you and that's not me pushing back. I mean, no, sorry to cut you off. But yeah, no, I was, I'm, I, I'm generally curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I no, know. no. And I think that that's, I don't know if it would say, I'd not try, or, or didn't. Yeah, know. and I'm not trying to be quiet. And I don't even really know what it did. Like I think that that's the thing is yeah. that yeah. especially Iraq War Two, which doesn't even have its own name. Revenge of the Iraq. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Iraq <laughs> Iraq War Two. Uh, <laughs> Havana Nights. <laughs> Had mm. a time of my life. <laughs> and I owe it all to you. Uh, but that that sense of, um, I, I think that, yes, it was just on a certain level. Mm-hmm. But then the real question is, was it the most just? Like, was this the best? And I think that's the, the complicated thing about all war, is that most wars, pretty much any war, did something good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Crusades... For some people, did <laughs> somebody benefit? Yeah, somebody benefited, not just monetarily. They got worse and worse to the point at the end that they're just they're going in and killing Jews and Muslims and other Christians. Like it's just an all onslaught. Yeah, the last yeah. crusade, not the one with Indiana Jones, but the right, one before right, that. Right. Uh, the last crusade with Indiana Jones is fantastic. Sure. I'm, glad, I'm so glad they didn't make any more Indiana Sean Jones movies Connery. after that. Because <laughs> uh, boy, it would have ruined things. Uh, but that um, so the complicated response to your question is. Uh, I do think it was it helped some people. Yeah. Did the and then, and again this is I have the privilege of not having to have made choices and made these decisions and I was uh, a 20 year old kid uh, in college mm-hmm. who was going to be a teacher and get married the next year like and I knew what my plan was and it had nothing to do with that so I could think hypothetically about all yeah. this stuff yeah. and not think about the people on the ground but just think of like I don't think we should be there. And so, I mean, Iraq War One, as we talked about, or Iraq War Two, we talked about in one of the other episodes. That was the point where I realized, like, 
maybe I'm not a Republican like that because that's what where I uh, and not, not maybe I'm not a Republican but maybe I'm not on maybe I don't think George Bush is a good president yeah well I think and this is where it, it, it the difficulty I'm going to say some potentially offensive things to a lot of people so buckle up kids oh <clears throat> I actually think that Christianity is incompatible with the American government system yes not offensive to anybody in the room but you know offensive to other people out there because if you ask Jesus is any war just yeah the answer is going to come back resolutely no yeah like resolutely do not kill love your enemies yeah but <laughs> to survive as a country like I really struggled with this the night they killed Osama bin Laden yeah and um, we celebrated it yeah I had such a hard time with that yeah because like on the one hand did killing him save lives? Straight up. Probably. Yeah. Uh, was it the right thing to do from an American government system that ultimately supports me and my lifestyle in this country? Yeah. Yeah. You got to get rid of them. You absolutely have to. Yeah. But then the, that pesky Jesus guy's in my head going, yeah, but. <laughs> well, and, and, and so that. The, yeah. It's not to say that one is right and one is wrong. It's no. not to say that I'm condemning the American action in that sense because I like living here. Yeah. I, I like the ability to say into a microphone whatever I want and publish it for the world to hear. Yeah. <laughs> like that that's nice to me. And that costs something. But it is incompatible with this thing we have in Jesus of love your enemies, pray for those who persecute yeah. you. Don't kill. Silent up until the point of death. Like yeah. it's just so well, anti And the hard thing that Jesus is kind of getting at, which is and that this is the hard thing with the just war, is that uh, World War One is a great example of this. Like it was a war that they really, there were some. I mean, a lot of like bureaucrats and stuff who were just taking advantage, and imperialism was a big thing. <laughs> that way, so a lot of countries really benefited from it. But there were people who really earnestly thought, this "We can it. stop this, and we need to, and we kind of need to get it out of our system, and then we'll be done." And that big war led to World War Two. And it led to, we had the best of intentions, but then we stopped like that. The whole idea around Germany is that you can't build up another army. And then we let them like that. No one stopped them from doing that. And that everything got blamed on Germany, even though it was everybody's fault. None of the people who won had to pay for it. Germany had to pay everything for it. And it wasn't all Germany's fault. It's just all the other countries that were on their side were decimated. The Ottoman empire doesn't exist anymore because of world war one. And the like, the Austro-Hungarian Empire like doesn't exist. They, it's just everybody else was gone. Yeah, as an empire, as as entities, and so they just blame the. It's like if you blame the one company that's left standing at the end for the fallout of all these other companies doing unscrupulous things, and so war begets war. Yeah, was, have you seen yeah. uh, Charlie Wilson's War? No. Oh yeah. Aaron Sorkin movie. Hey, um, that's a. That's it a, happened. What? It what really a happened. Weird situation hey, to be on this side. I find me on that. <laughs> Wait, we've both seen a movie. He I know has. what it is. I yeah, it's got, it's, yeah, don't I know. Start that. Exactly. <laughs> don't be that guy. Don't be that Tyler. Yeah, I just Tom Hanks, <laughs> Bitter Tyler Roberts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's not the best actor in it. Philip Seymour Hoffman. There it is. Yeah, he's the best actor in everything he's in. Except for that, because you haven't seen it. And Patch Adams. Actually, the whole premise of that movie, which is based in reality. Yeah. Is that the Soviets are in Afghanistan and the Afghanis just want to get the Soviets out. Yeah. And it's Cold War time. So the, the this congressman starts working to arm the Afghanistan citizens to shoot down. Mm-hmm. The, it, the whole movie keeps saying, I just want them to shoot down the helicopters. Get rid of the helicopters. Get rid of the helicopters. Get rid of the helicopters. And so they finally arm them 
And at the end of the movie, they keep saying, yeah, but what are we going to do about these very heavily armed yeah. Afghanistan yeah. Taliban people? And it's like the best of intentions. Yeah. Right. Like the whole movie, you would never think they're making a mistake. Yeah. And then at the end, they drop it on you and go. Yeah, they kind of did. Yeah, like that's the, 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 the very end's the best part when they're on the porch talking about Oh, that, that story. So, I use that story all the do, time. Do you, Have you guys ever... Uh, it, it, Google it if you've never seen this. Is uh, It's like the prayer of the unknown Civil War soldier or something yeah. like that. Have you guys ever seen that? I think... Uh, the, I use it like all the time, but it's, it's the same kind of thing. So like, did, did the Iraqis benefit from us going in? Some did. Yeah. Some didn't. And that's what makes the, the, these kind of decisions hard is because some people's lives will be saved. And others will be lost. Yeah. And then there's all this fallout from the people that fought it on both sides. Yeah. And I know this because I, I, I just recently went back this last November. To Iraq. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I went to Iraq and Iran. Yeah. Huh? That, that was a goodie from back in the day. Did you run so far away? <laughs> yeah. Now they don't run at all. Uh, but you talk to the people there and, and like. Yeah, you don't run. You ran. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them like were like, why would you guys leave? Oh. Uh, and we're like. You mean, why did we come here? Yeah. <laughs> but when we left, ISIS came up, but that was all a product of things that happened before yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and there's going to be fallout from this stuff as well. And so, uh, like, the thing we have to understand when we talk about the theology of peace is we, we are called to be peacemakers. Yeah. Okay. So that means we go to places that aren't peaceful and we try to bring peace. Yeah. It's not the uh, absence of, of uh, conflict. Actually, conflict has to be there for us to be peacemakers. Yeah. Hey. And so, whether well, that's in your own head, yeah. whether it's a conflict across the world, that we ha- we are called to uh, confront that. And it's, it's especially interesting in terms of your deployments, where you were first in a place where, as you said, like kind of the presence of America in South Korea prevents that from becoming a war. At least that's the, the sense of it. Yeah. That if we're, I mean, why the reason why this war, which has not ended, the Korean War is still going on, um, but it's been in a ceasefire for 60 years. Uh, maybe not that long. Yeah, that long. Mm-hmm. Because this big American force is there just saying, hey, <laughs> come on. Eye on you. Nope. Whoa. Hey, no, you stay there. And that is it making lasting peace? Probably not because the second we leave it, it would there, but it is making peace for right now. So it does, it's helped people for 60 years. Well, sure. But we're not there to, that's not why we're there. No, 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 no not at all. We're there because it's a good strategic yes. uh, launching point. On the other oh side of the yeah. Well, the, and that's the hard thing is not being cynical. Like there's so much going on about this. So like, yes, the answer is don't kill people. And right. that, I mean, really that's the, the, in the 10 commandments, the command is don't do not kill. And the hard thing about that is the Hebrew word for murder and the Hebrew word for kill are the exact same word. Yeah. But that's very different. If you translate it as do not murder, it's pretty easy. Most people are pretty good at not murdering things. <laughs> Most uh, people. Do not kill is a whole lot harder because then, again, you get yeah. the sol- like the soldier, the policeman, the the self-defense, or, or like or even like killing a fly. Like, is it just talking about people or are we talking about all life? Like, yeah. what's going on? And then if that's the standard, then it's very different. And it seems like that's the standard for Jesus. And it's, but it God doesn't help me. It's back to how do you define it? Yeah. <laughs> is, this, is a sandwich a sandwich just because there are pieces of bread oh. on the outside? Or do you kill it to kill? Is that or is it the intention behind it? Or yeah. is it the, 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 the heart behind it? I don't know. But you're right. Jesus does seem to define it as yeah. not even just don't kill, but like don't cause physical harm to yeah. other people. Yeah. And I love that. You know, I've been thinking a lot about 
I'm going to drop yeah. a big, huge bomb in the yep. middle of all yep. this. Yep. I've been thinking a lot about on Twitter the difference. I've been challenged by some folks the difference between being not racist mm-hmm. versus being anti racist. Yep. Mm. And what you said about peacemaking yeah. is right online. It's like with peacemaker that. versus pacifist. Right. I think. Right. Any 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 loser could be a pacifist. To be an active peacemaker sounds like a whole different ball game to me. Yeah. And and, and so I'm speaking at uh, it's called Leader Fest. In case you uh, <laughs> weren't sure if you're Presbyterian or not, <laughs> is it like real big on the metric system? <laughs> it's, yeah. Used to be called Gallon Fest, but then the Canadians <laughs> took it over. Yeah, we got them out of there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, leader, because it's a whole bunch of pastors. Yeah, and, yeah. and a presbytery. I yeah. didn't get invited, and and so I had to. <laughs> this is, so I had to write. It's not, a, a, it's not associate leader fest. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I had to write a thing, and I wrote like the thing that I think is the cheesiest thing ever, but I really like, and it's the only thing I've ever written. It was, and I, it was like because uh, it's supposed to be grabby, and I said, if the heart of the, I have to say this softer. Yeah. yeah. If the heart of the gospel is love, reconciliation is its soul. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, I like that. That's Reverend Matthew Frick. And, and, <laughs> and the non corny part of that is uh, I think the true identity of a Christian is somebody that is constantly trying to reconcile uh, and make peace in their lives. That's personal reconciliation. And, and if you're not sure about this, this Jesus is the one uh, to blame on that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the whole gospel, Luke 15, which is like, if you haven't read the Bible, go there. Uh, but it's all reconciliation. It stinks of like hospitality oh, man. Luke and 15. reconciliation. Luke that's where it's at. Best. Do you want to get matching tattoos? Luke. Yeah, we should. We should. We like, could do hours all... on Luke 15. <laughs> Luke 15 is the, the parables of lost. Mm-hmm. It's lost, yeah. lost sheep, lost coin, lost sons, plural. Yeah. hey <laughs> In case you've never heard a sermon on any of this. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, we don't talk about it too much in the church. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but reconciliation is the entire gospel. And even Paul, though, uh, we might not like everything he says. He constantly comes back to reconciliation. You need to reconcile yourself. So when you talk about, like, how did I get to, like, a place where, like, I'm not a complete train wreck? Yeah. Uh, God reconciled uh, my soul to God's self. And so, like, God will reconcile you. He'll rec- reconcile your past. Uh, in response to that, uh, we should reconcile with each other, like me and Tyler did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should uh, reconcile uh, with that, like that one cousin, you know, the one I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I was at a meeting one time where they said, listen, we all have dads. So we all have dad issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we all gave like an uncomfortable chuckle. Yeah. It was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> you can't fully be in community with God if you have relationships uh, that are that are filled with hate because hate begets begets hate. Yeah. And so if you're not fully reconciled with your dad, yeah, you can't be fully reconciled with God. Yeah. And so it takes work, and that's what peacemaking is. Well, and part mm-hmm. of the and the, and this is what gets to the complicated thing. Of, well, and everything from war to dads is that <laughs> I mean, really, to, to, that, a, that from a big like global conflict to a conflict with the, a person who is one person in your life. Yeah. Um. Reconciliation is hard because it involves two people. Yeah. You cannot force reconciliation on someone. And you can't and it's the same as forgiveness. But the problem and we've talked about this before that forgiveness and reconciliation are not the same thing. No. Forgiveness is the first step in a process of reconciliation. Yeah. And that you can forgive someone who doesn't want it. Yeah. And really that's about you letting go of something that you were holding on to. Yeah. You cannot reconcile with someone who's not on board. You cannot end a war it's with a country that is still, still fighting, fighting you. Yeah. It's, yeah. And so and so like uh, the, the most vulnerable moment of my life is so I went back to Iraq and I was sitting there with like these 30 year old guys 
Uh, and I, we and this again was just last year. Yeah, this was yeah. last year, and we were down in Basra, uh, Iraq, and uh, I just like we had a translator. And for some reason, I was sitting there, and I was like, "Hey, uh, if like I ever like hurt somebody in your family, or like any service members or anything like that, uh, like hurt you or affected you wrongly, uh, like just please know I'm so sorry." And uh, like I asked for your forgiveness, and they gave me the old uh, like shukran, you know. Thank you. Uh, you're forgiven. Mm-hmm. And then I just like walked outside and just cried on a, sli- on a, on oh, a slide man. because oh, that's the only thing to sit down because it was like right by the <laughs> church's preschool. <laughs> and so I sat on a slide and cried oh, uh, for a while. And, and like uh, I've, I've never felt warmth like that. Uh, and I don't know if they like maybe he wasn't. I don't know. Maybe yeah. his, his dad could have been killed in war. His brother. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't. And he, it was just nothing. Yeah. Let me let me bow this up a little bit. Yeah. 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 Because I think at the end of the day, this is this is there are several people in my life for whom I might send the last ten minutes of this podcast to because uh, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot lately is that forgiveness and reconciliation are both work. Yeah. Yes. It, it, yes, again, yes. A pacifist can just kind of sort of say that and not do anything about it, but to actively go back to where you know you may have hurt somebody, you may have in, inflicted damage, and to say. I need your forgiveness. That's, that's work. That's your freedom, though. Yeah, right. pastor's got to lead it. Right. That that's, that's yeah, if forgiveness is easy, either you it wasn't really an issue, no. or you didn't really forgive that person. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or right. didn't really accept it like right. that. And, and so you know, my thing lately has been in the work of this, whether it's a war, whether it's a dad issue, whether it's you know your best friend that betrayed you or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. what's the first step in the work of forgiveness? What's the first step in the work of reconciliation? Um. And I think you can quickly identify that. Like the first step is usually a pretty easy one. Like it's I need to. Humility should be at, yeah. at the forefront of this. Yes. Think a little less sure. of myself. Yeah. yeah, I should. And it really needs to start with I need to. Yes. Not they need no. to. Yeah. And yeah. most of the, usually we start it with I need to let them that know that they need to do this. Yeah, right. No, yeah. No, 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 no. Like it's, it's humility. But, yeah. uh, it, you know, self-care is so important when it comes yes. to all this peace and reconciliation <laughs> stuff. Yes. Self-care is done better in community. Yes. So yeah. if you don't have community, like. When we talk about uh, working with veterans of PTSD or anybody, community and purpose. Friends, you need community. You need purpose. Like, find community. Find community and find a purpose. Uh, and if you don't have one, uh, I'll talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and in a sense, maybe that's one of the things that the church could do is help people find purpose. Yeah. Yes. And, and I mean, and the church struggles with that because the church doesn't know what its purpose is. Right. I think in a lot of places they think our purpose is to exist. And that's not our purpose. Our purpose is to help other people know that you have purpose and you, there's, you need to be here. And we do, we're do we better when we're together. Yeah. Which, and let me say this, we've talked about suicide ideation and stuff like that in this podcast. If that's something you struggle with, um, plan A, speak to somebody that you care and love about that. I think talking about that's a big deal. Um, if you don't have one of those, talk to one of us. Yeah. I mean, truly, if there's no one else that's willing to listen... Um, if you don't have my cell phone, it's on my website. It's on a church website, and okay. you can like call or text me anytime. My website, mattfricker.gov <laughs> backslash Biff. Dot TV. <laughs> All right. So, uh, question for Twitter that we have is, uh, and and there was so much. I 
one, Matt, thank you so much. Yes. Uh, we could talk about this for another hour. Well, we could do many, many episodes on this because I think there was so much to, and I mean, to, to assume that we could fill this into one episode is ridiculous. Uh, even like a whole host of them. But I appreciate your honesty and, and your and what you're doing. And I think that it's important to, to recognize the ways in which there's a difference. Being a pacifist is great. Being a peacemaker is is what we're called to be. Yes. And so how, what are ways in which you can make peace? Uh, maybe that's a huge question. Yeah. Um, maybe just give us some comments on like what what are some things you're processing now given that 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 dichotomy yeah. of being called to be peacemakers versus being called to be pacifists. Um, and what are ways in which we can honor each other and what are ways in which we can work towards reconciliation? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Also, uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? No, and even no, no for Twitter. Um, just, <laughs> and even more so, is it? Is, I know is, it's for Twitter. So here's the, here's the, three, the answer. Here's the three questions: Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Is an ice cream sandwich a sandwich? No. And is a subway a sandwich? No. No. Uh, no across the board. Okay. I've been Jay, and I've been Tyler. I'm Matt, and, and this, this has been, been roughing, roughing the, the faster. faster. In your face, Jimmy. Yeah.